Here's what's coming up on today's show. Again, I don't know all the details. This is this is kind of just been you know what we've reported and, and researched from the news. Um, but I normally say where there's smoke, there's fire, right? So something sketchy's going on here. Who knows? Do you know what will happen to your loved ones when something happens to you? If you don't know the answer or don't like the answer, then this is the show for you. Listen up as we teach you about protecting your family legacy through better estate planning. Our family is here to protect yours. So welcome to the Complete Estate Planning Podcast with attorney Nick Rosenbauer. And here's your host, Ben George. Well, hello and welcome back in to Complete Estate Planning. Glad to have you on the podcast today. Nick, welcome in. I know we're going to talk about Lisa Marie Presley and her estate and, and I mean, it's we're only, what, two, two or three weeks since her passing. And I mean, there's a lot of talk, obviously, about her passing, but maybe as much talk about just her estate plan and everything she left or I guess the mess she left behind almost. Yeah, it's pretty juicy. Um, and this is about as dramatic or, or juicy as it gets in my world. Um, <laughs> you know, obviously, we're not telling people they can't handle the truth or pleading the fifth or anything like that. So as far as contemporary stories, celebrities in the news, excitement. This is about as good as it's going uh, to get, at least from estate planning and and estate settlement. So so yeah, this has been a wild one. I have to admit personally that I didn't know how much of a hornet's nest had already been kicked up. And yeah, she's only been gone for, um, I think, less than three weeks um, as of the day we're recording this. But my wife told me that she had read about it and heard about it. So I guess it's all over the the news and the internet. And, and I did some looking into it and did some research. And I said, holy cow, this is juicy. It, it's funny, Ben, a, a phrase I use often kind of in the office, uh, we call it a law school exam question. So <laughs> and any attorneys here, or if you were uh, you know, ever unfortunate enough to go to law school on the exams, you know, the exam scenarios from our professors were never normal things. I swear all of our professors were just sitting around a table having a drink (laughs) and saying what obscure, like how many weird, obscure, never going to happen in real life scenarios can we come up with to throw at them for a law school exam? Um, And they just, I mean, if you want someone who can give you a ridiculous story with so much drama and so many what ifs. I think law school professors can't, you you can't beat them. So yeah, this is a total mess. Uh, It is juicy though. Uh, So I think it'll be, uh, it'll be a little more entertaining than than some of the other episodes, uh, some of the other episodes we do. So I think people are going to enjoy it. And obviously there's a bit of celebrity uh, in here as well. Yeah, I know the the Britney Spears episode we did, and, and no, she did not pass away and have an estate plan, but <laughs> we did talk about her situation as well. So you can go back and 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 listen to that. Uh, that one was pretty popular when we did it. So I know people care about these things, a because you know it's the celebrities you said, and and they pay attention to them, and it you know maybe they some part of them uh, the, their life was is lost with the these celebrities dying, but you know I think even more so just just looking at what could happen and, and just everything that, that, that she left behind is, is really interesting. And I know the Presley estate's been a, a pretty big deal for, for a while. So I want to sort through this with you today. Again, if you have questions for us, uh, maybe about Lisa Marie, but more, more so about your own 
estate plan and, and getting that set up so that you don't go through or cause a lot of these problems for your family, you can always log on CincinnatiEstatePlan.com. That is the website. You can schedule a call with Nick right there from the front of the website. There's a big orange button. Just click on that and uh, you'll get on Nick's calendar. But if you want to call him directly, you can always do so at 513-463-6789. All right. So I know she died January 12th, uh, 2023. She was 54 years old. She was the only child of Elvis. Uh, she left behind her mother, Priscilla, and then her daughter, Riley Keow. And uh, and Lisa's son, Benjamin Keow, passed away a couple of years ago. So while it's sad, it's also, you know, this news has been filled with details of Priscilla and a lot of the challenges and the changes that were made to, to Lisa's estate plan. So let's just provide a timeline here first, first Nick, because I know not everybody's up to date on this, but, and even if you are, you probably don't know all the details. So let's start with the timeline. Yeah. So let's go through the the facts, so to speak here. Um, so obviously Lisa, um, so Elvis only had one kid um, and it was Lisa, uh, his daughter. So uh, Elvis died in you know 1990 or I think it was 93. I know that's when she inherited um, and she inherited, it was approximately a hundred million uh, that she got from Elvis. Um, and she was 25 at the time when she received it. Um, and kind of a, a neat thing here that actually uh, was uh, a big fight with the IRS, and this is going into a bit of a tax thing, um, but there was actually a big fight years ago over the value of Elvis's estate as far as taxes and estate taxes go. And they there was another one with Michael Jackson had the same thing, where the IRS, of course, is saying, Oh, this is extreme. You know, the, the value's higher, so we get more tax. And the family was saying, "No, the value isn't as high." And the reason why has been, you know, his estate was valued at only four, at under five million. You know, when he passed away. So the moment Elvis died, his estate was valued. I think it was four point nine million. And then, you know, just like Michael Jackson, just like everyone else. By dying, all of a sudden you're getting more radio play. People are talking about it. Records are selling. And also there is a never going to happen again type thing. So these are all the songs that you're ever going to get from Elvis. Okay. Um, just like when a painter dies, the paintings are more valuable because he can't paint anymore. So supposedly the estate was only worth $4.9 million at his death. Uh, and then... You know, it immediately turned into like a hundred million. Hmm. Okay, so yeah. you know, worth more dead than alive, right? Um, mm -hmm. And uh, so the vast majority of the value, you know, is accredited to Elvis dying, and the the vast majority of the hundred million dollar, of course, is the you know the intellectual property, uh, the copyright, you know, the music, the songs, everything like that. So, so it starts off with her inheriting from dad about $100 million. Uh, she sets up a revocable uh, living trust, uh, also in, in 1993. Kind of a curious title, and, and maybe I'm pronouncing it wrong, but I think it's the Promenade or Promenade Trust. Um, and, and I can't say I'm a huge Elvis you know, connoisseur, so if this is a reference to a song that I should <laughs> know, you know, I, I apologize. Um, so she set up a trust, um, to manage, you know, the estate and what she inherits. Um, 
most of what's going in here, obviously, is Elvis's intellectual property rights and copyright, things like that. Um, Lisa made herself the trustee of her trust, so she stayed in full control, which is pretty standard. And then in 2010, so you know, 17 years later, um, she redid the trust, okay? You've heard of an amendment, which is making a change. So the phrase for amending the whole thing or completely rewriting it, it's called a restatement, okay? So that's like we amend every word. Um, and then it's a little curious, but part of that change, uh, the rewrite in 2010, um, she made her mother, Priscilla, and this Barry Siegel, uh, whose name keeps coming up. And according to what I've done research, it was her business manager at the time. Um, so she made both of them as co-trustees with her. So basically, she made them co-signers. They were also uh, in control and could access the trust. Okay. Could be a number of reasons for it. She dies, of course, recently. And after she dies, this uh, amendment was found that looks like it has a date of 2016 on it. Hmm. Uh, no one knew about it, allegedly. And, and by the way, kind of for a disclaimer... Uh, every all the facts of the case are just you know from from news sources here so that could change and you know who knows you know what what new things will be uncovered so this is just you know as of beginning of february 2023 this is this is what we're seeing um so anyway she dies and then her mom finds this amendment from 2016 um the amendment basically fired Priscilla uh, and this Barry Siegel business manager uh, and like removed both of them as co-trustees to Lisa's, Lisa Marie's trust. Um, and then actually added Lisa's two kids, Riley and, you know, he's since passed away, but Benjamin. So that's what they found. Um, but they didn't find it till after she passed away. Uh, and then Priscilla obviously didn't even wait till the body's cold has already filed a lawsuit, you know, challenging the 2016 amendment and disputing, you know, whether or not it's valid uh, that fired her. And she's saying um, that that uh, 2016 amendment's invalid and she should stay on and continue to be uh, in control of the trust. And uh, that's that's kind of getting us up to date here. A little bit of an odd timeline because this 2016 thing wasn't found till after she died, but... Apparently, it was done uh, five, uh, you know, five, six, seven years ago. Really interesting, and, and uh, I mean, it, it doesn't to me on the surface. And and I, I'd be honest, I'd not kept up with it, so this is all new information to me as you're kind of reading this. But it doesn't mean it makes sense that you know, switching something to provide for your children, right? It doesn't seem like that out of left field. Well, in and of itself, you know, that sort of thing can happen all the time. Um, but there's there are some suspicions uh, with the amendment, and, and one can only think of the reasons. Uh, obviously, some people like to be in control and think they know best. Uh, they may actually know best, so who knows? I'm not saying she isn't. Um, and then obviously, being a trustee, being in control, you know, you know everything, you keep tabs on everything. Uh, trustees are entitled to get paid. 
So this could be a payday you're looking for, right? Because people may say, well, why even mess with it? Why not just say, forget about it? I'm out. You know, uh, why fight it? So number of reasons. Um, you know, if the allegations in the lawsuit are true, um, then there's there's definitely, you know, some so there's definitely reason to raise eyebrows. Um, so so kind of looking at this, you know, at least what we know so far, the amendment, you know, was never given to Priscilla or this Barry Siegel uh, after it was signed. You know, it was found after uh, after she passed away. And then the, the trust itself, uh, part of the rules uh, said if there was an amendment or someone was removed or a change was to be made, then the trustees had to be notified of it. Okay. That was part of the rules of the document, supposedly. So okay. uh, the first thing she says is the amendment isn't valid until the trustee, you know, unless the trustees were made aware, we were never made aware. Okay. Hmm. Uh, apparently her name was misspelled. Priscilla's was the mom's. Uh, so apparently her name was misspelled in the document and the new amendment wasn't witnessed or notarized either. So, you know, valid, you know, you know, the, the steps to legally execute uh, an amendment. So it's just, it's getting more and more suspicious. Um, and, and notes that I have found have said the original trust from 1993 and the rewrite, the restatement of 2010, both seem to be very good documents, and and all accounts seem to think that they were done by, you know, experienced estate planning attorneys who knew what they did, uh, who knew what they were doing. Excuse me. And apparently, this this 2016 amendment is very sketchy, misspelled names. That seems important. No witnesses. No notary. And again, take this accusation for what it's worth. But uh, according to the lawsuit, the signature of Lisa Marie on the amendment has been characterized as suspicious or atypical and supposedly doesn't rem you know, resemble her signature. Um, you know, so it's again, I don't know all the details. This is this is kind of just been, you know, what we've reported and, and researched from the news. Um, but I normally say where there's smoke, there's fire, right? So something sketchy is going on here. Who knows? Yeah. Um, you know, another thing, it's kind of weird. People say, well, how much money is left? Um, we don't know. Um, apparently, you know, back in 2018, according to a separate lawsuit, um, you know, Lisa Marie said that she only had $14,000 left to her name, that she was broke. Um, you know, and this was from four or five years ago, and she blamed the the Barry Siegel, uh, the business manager, you know, pretty much for, you know, mismanaging and blowing all her finances. So we don't even know how much money we're dealing with or what's left. Hmm. Um, but according to the lawsuit, which I mean, the body's not even cold yet. They never got a copy, which the rules of the trust said they did. Her name spelled wrong. No witnesses. No notary. Uh, and the signature doesn't look like hers. Interesting. So, all right, so where we stand now, so who does the burden of proof fall on? Like, how does this get sorted out, and how do we get to a conclusion? Yeah, well, this is a, this is a weird one. So burden of proof, just so people are aware, is basically um, who has to prove their case, and then how well do they have to prove it? Like you hear beyond a reasonable doubt 
in criminal cases, which means it has to be, you know, like 100% slam dunk. And you hear things in civil cases um, known as a preponderance of the evidence, which is just a majority rule, so to speak. Um, so once the document's presented, usually, and, and there's little quirks in state laws, but usually it is presumed to be valid, known as a rebuttable presumption. So we start from the fact that we presume it is valid. And then in order for Priscilla to win the lawsuit, it is her job. It is on her to prove that it is invalid. Okay. It is not on the estate or whoever is, you know, claiming that it is a, a valid amendment. It's not on them to prove that it's okay. It's on her you know, to win and to prove that the amendment is invalid uh, in order to have the judge throw it out. And, and think about this, Ben, you know, you, you can't, practically speaking, how could you go through, you know, life if anytime someone died, the court said, we're going to assume this is not proper and it is up right. to the family to prove it's legitimate. I mean, just, right. just nothing would ever get done. Um, so it starts from the standpoint of we're assuming it's legitimate up to you to prove otherwise. Well, it makes me so, wonder also, though, why why we don't have more situations where someone dies maybe unexpectedly and all of a sudden we don't see old amendments popping up for these celebrities. Right. Like if 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 the burden is on, you know, if I could easily change it to say, oh, well, Ben should get. Yeah. Seventy five percent of the estate signed right here. See, yeah. you have to prove that it's incorrect. Yeah. Well, <sighs> I know I could go to jail for that, Nick. I'm not, yeah, I'm not, exactly. Okay. So hopefully, clear, <laughs> hopefully it doesn't happen. Um, it's it's hard to win a will contest or you know contesting a trust in this case. It's very hard to do, you know, unless you have the law, like you know, basically you didn't follow a rule or something like that. So you know, I think the easiest way to win this is to say the trust says the only way it can be amended is if you follow these rules and deliver notice to the trustees. You did not deliver notice to the trustees. We win. Okay. So as a matter of law or a matter of procedure, uh, a lot better chance of winning than saying, well, she didn't know what was going on and someone forged her signature. How do you prove that? Mm -hmm. Okay. My signature is awful. Anyone, you know, if any of my clients are listening to this, they know what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> So it's hard to win from that standpoint. So here's what is at stake. Um, if the 2016 amendment, if Priscilla wins, then the 2016 amendment would get thrown out. And so they basically revert back to the 2010 rewrite or restatement. And that's just going to be uh, the controlling document. If she loses um, and if the 2016 amendment is you know, ruled to be valid, um, then whatever changes that 2016 amendment document made, those will stand. That'll be the rules. Mm -hmm. So so that's where we're at. Obviously, this is very, very, very recent, um, but that's that's where we're at. Those are the facts that we know today. Very interesting. I'm glad you're able to fill us in on that. And I'm surprised you haven't been called by, uh, you know, Inside Edition or something to maybe act as an expert on uh, the situation and fill them in. We'll have, to, we'll have to try to get the word out on that. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm certainly not a celebrity. Uh, that's uh, that's for darn sure. And and my guess is they, I mean, they, there's celebrity lawyers and things like that out there. Um, so yeah. 
who knows? But uh, maybe, guys, uh, you know, Dateline, if you're out there and and you want someone uh, to sit here and talk, uh, you, know, you got our number. Give us a call. Well, the popularity <laughs> of the podcast grows every month, Nick. That so is true. That spread is true. the word. Uh, hit subscribe if you haven't already. And if you know someone that's in, in, in search of some estate planning, education, and information, please point them our way. We'd appreciate that. And if you have any questions for Nick about your situation or just want to begin your estate plan or have it reviewed, whatever the case may be, log on CincinnatiEstatePlan.com. You can schedule a call with Nick right there. You can also find all of our past episodes. If you want to go back to that Britney Spears, you'll find it there as well. Did we do a Larry King? We did, right? We did. We yeah. Did. He's, uh, of course, he's dead. Uh, Britney right. Spears is not, at least as of uh, <laughs> as far as I know. Right. So you can find both of those there on the website <laughs> as well. But we do appreciate you listening, Nick, as always. We appreciate your uh, your time and uh, enjoyed this one. Absolutely. And uh well, uh, if, uh, guys, if you subscribe and if you like this one, certainly send us a message, let us know. Uh, and if uh, people seem to like it, then uh, as more things develop, maybe we'll, uh, maybe we'll throw an update on here in the future. I like it. Well, thank you for listening to Complete Estate Planning for Nick Rosenbauer over at the Rosenbauer Law Office in Westchester, Ohio. I am Ben George. Take care. The Complete Estate Planning Podcast is brought to you by the Rosenbauer Law Office, based in Westchester, Ohio, and serving the entire Cincinnati area. The show is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and everywhere you listen to podcasts. Subscribe to the show on your favorite app today and never miss an episode. Just search for Complete Estate Planning with Nick Rosenbauer to find us or visit CincinnatiEstatePlan.com to listen to past episodes, to contact Nick, and to learn more about protecting your family legacy. That's CincinnatiEstatePlan.com. This show is for informational purposes only and does not provide any legal advice. Information on this show may not constitute the most up-to-date legal information. Please do not act or refrain from acting based solely on anything you hear on this show. This show does not form any attorney-client relationship with the Rosenbauer Law Office, LLC. Please seek the counsel of a qualified attorney before addressing your own estate planning needs.